Welcome, fellow movie enthusiasts, to another absolutely awesome episode of Retro Life for You Movies of the 1980s podcast. Today, we're rewatching and reliving this spooky, headbanging world of 1986's rock and roll horror cult classic, Trick or Treat. Join us on this electrifying journey back to the heyday of hair metal, where we'll talk about high school outcast Eddie Weinbauer, who stumbles upon his ultimate rock and roll vinyl from his idol, the late, great Sammy Kerr. Little does Eddie know that spinning these tunes backward will summon the spirit of Sammy, unleashing a nightmarish force that will rock his world in more ways than one. We'll discuss the film's killer soundtrack featuring iconic bands like Fastway, and you'll be headbanging and air-guitaring in no time. So grab your air guitar, put on your leather jacket, and prepare for a heavy dose of 80s nostalgia as we now dive into the wild, wild world of Trick or Treat. again everybody welcome back to the podcast retro life for you my name is chris adams host of the show and uh, sitting alongside with us this week directly behind me my good friend here martin phillips i just want to call him marty because i don't care if he likes it or not he's marty well that's who i am always been marty and always well not always because sometimes you know he gets sometimes something sometimes sometimes he gets sick or something or he just falls asleep Falls asleep, he says. Fall um, asleep with quotation marks. Maybe have one yeah, um, drink. We, we, we have Travis Rock. What's happening? What's going on, Chris? What's happening, Marty? What up? We are having a pretty good time here today. We are. Well, this is a special episode, by the way, for everybody. We are doing mm-hmm. the extra bonus episode for Halloween because by the time this releases, it's going to be a few days before Halloween. So, yeah. I don't think it worked out this way last year for us. Oh, okay. This upcoming Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday is the 25th. It's my daughter's birthday. Oh. So I know that. So I'll be going out, taking her out for dinner and everything. And then the next yeah. day, Thursday, is when it's going to release on the 26th. Halloween yeah, will be, be just a few, a few days. days later. Yeah. But it's still okay because it'll, yeah. it'll run for a good week and it'll be available during the time of Halloween. So we're good. Yeah. And to be in spirit with Halloween, what's the one thing you say when you go door to door? And don't you dare say something about smell your feet and everything else. No. <laughs> That's not what we got. It's just a simple term we say when we knock on the door, Travis. What is that? Give me the goods, bitch. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's, it. That's, That's it. the movie. That's the movie we're talking about tonight. Actually, trick the, movie, the movie trick is called or Trick or Treat. Treat. Now, not to be confused with Trick or Treat. There's a trick, the letter R or the apostrophe and treat. Trick or Treat from 1986. It's got uh, Mark Price in to play Skippy in Family Ties. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about today. But look, before we get to that point, I mean, it's been—I would say—it's been a good what couple of weeks since we've done a recording right now. What do you? What have you been up to exactly? Myself working just like all the time, just work, work, work. If I'm not working here, I'm working. I mean, if I'm not working at work, I'm working at here, or I'm working at my mom's. Just last weekend, straightened up, rearranged my carport, and ended up hanging my screen up out there and getting my getting my outdoor theater going and then this weekend i daggum was over at mom's house today actually good little micro burst or something come through she's got a bunch of white mulberry trees and they way white mulberry trees kind of hollow out on the inside mm-hmm. so once they get so big they just start cracking and falling and man she had them everywhere thank god none of them fell on any of the buildings or chickens or anything so but so easy as um, hell. I don't know if it was this weekend or last weekend, you were putting brakes on a car two o'clock in the morning, it seemed like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was Tasha's, yep, that because that was the same time that I was messing with my carport. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, always doing something, dude. And I actually posted something on there. I don't know if you I, saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. I, know, I know there's O'Reilly brakes anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> sure enough. So, how about uh, y'all? What y'all been up to? Well, I mean, I can't speak for Mr. Marty here. He'll say something in just a second, but you know, like you working basically, 
when I'm not working, I've been doing something with the podcast. It seems at least where the social media is or something. I did record an episode earlier this week that's released for next week. I think I told you about it already. We won't go into it right now. It's only a little bit of a surprise when it comes out and everything. Oh, yeah. But talk about that when we get off here or something. But I mean, I've been staying busy and everything. Marty, I've just to- been doing the Amazon thing. So uh, yesterday went to the mother and father-in-laws to celebrate my wife's 51st birthday. She's the same age as me at the moment. Y'all old. Hey, 51. Y'all are, y'all are old. Happy birthday. I'm, 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 not, the I'm not the youngest here. Uh, no, youngest, myself, but. I'm a Capricorn. Now, the wife is a Scorpion. I think. I'm, 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 I'm Taurus. I'd be full of bull. <laughs> be full of bull. <laughs> full of bull. Bully, bully, bully. Exactly. You well, know what else I did terrible? this weekend? What'd you do? You know what else I, I did this weekend? I watched this here movie called Trick or Treat. <laughs> you did? Hey, you know what I tried to do this weekend? What's that? I tried I tried to watch the link you sent me and it would not work for me. Did it not um, really? No, all I, got was a, all I got was a movie trailer. But I That's did eventually I, I did eventually get to watch it though. Mr. Uh, Marty over here had a magical way of uh watching that movie. So uh, we, we did that. And just a few hours ago on top of that. So it's kind of fresh in my brain here. But I, I watched this movie a long time ago. I remember growing up, and this was one of my favorite you know, horror movies at the time. No matter how cheesy it feels now. Marty and I were discussing earlier while watching it about some parts of it. We didn't understand. It's like that that, that classic 80s cheese bit you like to talk about. How things <laughs> are like, how could that be in there and people not even notice it? And it's just like a part of everyday life or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just like they just go with it like some of the things that happened toward the end of the movie we'll say uh-huh. so, but uh, did you ever see the movie travis when it came out but or well maybe not when it came out but earlier in the 80s oh we lost travis uh-oh. We lost Travis. Technical uh, difficulties technical are going difficulties. around. Hey, we were just joking earlier before we started this recording, everybody. He had some technical difficulties then, so he went in the house to get on his computer instead of doing it on his phone. And uh, lo and behold, he's not getting a different uh-huh. difficulty at this point. And, and now he's getting the button. Hey, well, <laughs> yeah, Travis, you ain't here to hear this, but you just made the list. So we'll go to Marty here, Marty. So when's the first time you've seen this movie? I'm going to say that I probably, I did not see it in the theater because in 86, I think I was a little, even still a little too young to be watching that type of movie. So I want to say it was probably 87 or 88 and I watched it on VHS. I don't remember when I seen it, but it was definitely on VHS when I seen it. You know that, mm-hmm. and I know after I watched it, uh, I really liked it. Well, actually, I loved the movie because I'm a big, I'm a big '80s hair metal. I mean, that's my that's my genre. Yeah, so same, same here. That was one of the main reasons why I liked it so much. I, I love the soundtrack to it. Um, a band called Fastway does the music for it, and they're very good. There's some there were some very good songs made for the movie. And uh, they did pretty good. So we'll, we'll, we'll go to Travis at this point and see what uh, Travis thinks. So, hey, hey, Travis. Hey, hey, what happened? Seems like I was What's just happening? talking. Seems like I was just talking with you. I could have um, swore we were. So the movie, when did you first see this movie? This weekend. First time? Yeah. Yeah, I could wow. So you were telling me, you said you thought it was a good movie, but you thought it lacked at the end a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted more. I felt like it was the ending was a little anticlimactic. Like there wasn't enough of Sammy. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Enough Sammy at the school there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, you had all this great storyline build up and, and you know, when Sammy finally got back, it's like, okay, we're, here we go. But then like the fight against the bad guy, you know, when my man come yeah. in with the, with the ax and all, and it was, yeah, the, <laughs> the fight just wasn't, I don't know. I was expecting more. I, you know, I mean, it's, I, I get what you're saying completely the way I looked at it, I guess it's, it's not like one of those traditional slasher movies where you get nonstop trying to kill him and a lot of, you know, story behind it and everything. This is just one of those one and done kind of deals where, yeah, he's, he's the main bad dude. He's scary and everything, but I mean, what else could you do with him? I mean, 
he basically shows up in places where electricity that where he can come through, right? Right. They yeah. knock out the power at the school. He can't come through there now. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing is shut down. They think they've got everything done now because he can't reappear now and the tape's destroyed and the record's destroyed and the extra cassette is destroyed. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's he going to do next? And he remembers, you know, the radio station's going to play it at midnight. Uh-huh. That's right. Yep. But uh, the the school part there, you're talking about it's kind of not good for you to school. We were just oh, talking. Oh, no, no, no. The whole thing, really. Like, I don't know. I wanted it wanted it to be harder to defeat him or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because the rest of the movie, like I said, the storyline, I loved it. The acting was, I, was good from everybody in the film. The build up, him getting bullied, and, you know, like every single bit of it was just awesome. It, it seemed, it just felt like it was, I don't know. It felt like the ending just didn't do the rest of the movie well, justice. I was going to say, like, I'm agreeing with Travis. I think the whole part where he's in the cop car, Sammy's in the back, he's trying to get through the, the uh, cage. The gri- yeah. the cage yeah. And, you know, he could have, like, you know, just made himself just disintegrate, like, right there. And just the, the, the electricity could have just, like, went away, and he could have escaped out of the police car. And there could have been a little bit more after the police car goes into the water. Mm-hmm. Then, say, a ragman comes out of the water, ends up on the bank, and there could have been like an electricity pole sitting there. And then Sammy come from the pole, you know, and then they have like a big fight right there. So, yeah, or something. Just it felt like I wanted more out of it because, yeah. And not only that, with. If 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 a lightning bolt can travel, what is it like four to seven miles underwater? How did going in the water kill him? Is that what? What? Well, I think ultimately getting rid of the last remaining recording of him because he 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 came back through the recording, uh-huh. right? So when he is at, at Ragman's house, he came back through his stereo basically because of the recording there. He destroys that album through the record masking. Yeah, right. So he, he was destroys- that a big thing when y'all were younger. <laughs> You know what? Don't think we didn't try to play them backwards sometimes. Yeah. Did they ever say anything? Not, not that I know of. I'm sure. I, I think there was actually records, though, that had stuff like that on there. You could play them backwards. I and mean, like the, like even the Beatles album from, uh, I can't remember if it was the White, White album, but if you were to play that, there was always that saying, you know, if you played uh, that one track backwards, it would always say, what was it? Like, Paul McCartney is dead or something I, like that. I, I can't remember, but I know there was something yeah. out there like that you could do. But I, I my think grandmother, my, my mm. uncle had all these records from when he was a teenager. Mm. And when I was, I, I had just gotten old enough to find out, to realize who all these bands and stuff were and how big vinyl was and everything. And I wanted his record collection and she wouldn't let me have it because it was all, you know, metal from the 60s and 70s and i'm like she's like that's devil music and i'm like how do you figure it so i grew up with that that grandparent that was like you know acdc stands for all children's devil children i'm like antichrist devil's children yeah something like that i'm like come on yes. now yes was knights and satan service they say yeah uh, knights and satan service wasp where we are satan's people <laughs> crazy and then, and then, speaking of uh, the whole religious thing, back to the movie, Ozzy Osbourne being the Reverend on the TV. Yeah, what I is mean, that what, about? What did he think about that? <laughs> <laughs> when he read off the lyric to the song, yeah. I'm like, damn, that don't touch half of what Kiss writes for music. I mean, right? The, just the just the title of the song "Love Gun" by itself tells you what kind of songs they write, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> So just to give everybody, uh, for those who haven't seen the movie, just a little quick, I don't know, a little quick synopsis of it, I guess, but a bullied teen, well, a bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol, Sammy Kerr. But as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. So there is a, a vinyl given to the main character, which is Eddie Weinbauer. He mm-hmm. has this nickname called Ragman that he would he would write to Sammy Kerr at his fan club and always address himself as Ragman. So mm-hmm. the radio DJ locally there was played by Gene Simmons, speaking of Kiss. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he he went to school at that same school with Sammy Kerr and would tell Eddie all about him. Well, he gives him the vinyl that he's going to play at midnight. He said he, he made a, a, a tape recording of it to play. So that's how he gets the record to begin with. He dubbed it for him. Dubbed uh-huh. it. Dubbed it. <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't come back. Why didn't like Sammy didn't come back then? Maybe he used that high speed dubbing and it don't work when it sounds like the chipmunks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was I was just telling him earlier. I said, "You see the the way you see how fast that record moved when he made that cassette." I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I don't remember high speed dubbing for records. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was eighty five. I mean, if that was if you were able to do that, that must have been one expensive stereo. He uh-huh. had. Heck yeah. This movie it came out, what did I say, 1986. Yep. It doesn't even give you you know what the estimated cost was to make it, but the gross <coughs> the gross money worldwide was six million seven hundred and ninety-seven thousand two hundred and eighteen dollars. Huh. Opening weekend it didn't do too bad. I mean, opening weekend for that time, it was $2.9 million. Heck yeah. Do you, do you think, we'll go with Travis on this one first. Do you think this has turned into any kind of a cult classic or does it have its own following of a cult classic? Because some of the movies that you automatically call a cult classic would be like Night at the Comet or The Last Starfighter or... Mm-hmm. Flash, you know, Flash Gordon. And, you see, I get twisted on it too because I cannot. I don't see how you. I guess because of the way it did versus its popularity now mm-hmm. for the Last Starfighter. But I in no way consider. I consider the Last Starfighter a mainstream hit because everybody I grew up with knows it. We all loved it. You know what I mean? So, I would think that any of these. I would think that anything along this lines would have a cult following, but I. Th- think that if you're going to reach cult classic status, you would have to be something like what you just named or like a subspecies or something like that. So yeah, I don't really think Marty, I I wouldn't consider it a cult classic. uh, Yeah. I don't think it's a cult classic just for the simple fact that I couldn't find it anywhere online to watch it. Uh Right. So it wasn't as popular. So yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, coming from a person that really loves horror movies and Travis will agree with me on this. You pretty much watch any kind of horror movies that were done. Absolutely. From from the like early sixties to the seventies to the eighties to the nineties. Mm-hmm. And then quote unquote these horror movies that they call today aren't really horror movies, in no. my opinion. Me they're either. more they're more jump scares and and to me. I don't like, I, to me, I think the jump scares are over and done with. I mean, yeah. give me, give me a good old like slasher blood splattering the screen, you know, yep. that's, that's what I want to see again. Well, yeah, I love the, I love the old monster movies and slasher films and stuff without a doubt. Well, what were you and I discussing that day about the differences in horror versus horror thriller versus, you know, sci-fi thriller, sci-fi horror? There's a, there's a, oh, a yeah. slight differences in what we're talking about. We're watching sure. like these jump scare movies they have today. That's more like a real horror thriller kind of thing. I would in sure. senses. And then again, you got the ones that are just flat out, lack of better terms, gross. I mean, yeah, it's gore. a bunch of bunch it's, of gore. It's, I mean, it's basically, gore horror. yeah. yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So you would have like something like the ring. So the ring would be your paranormal or whatever. But uh-huh. they, like Marty was saying, they it re- relies on a lot of jump scares, you know. Yeah. And the yeah. jump scare stuff. It's the same. My daughter and I watch scary movies all the time. We're like jump scare in five, four. And like exactly. We'll just about yeah, exactly. every single time. It's not even, it's not a surprise anymore. It, it, it can't. It, jump scares just don't work anymore because you're expecting it now. And they try to squeeze as many as they can in there. But then, yeah, yeah, you have like the psychological thriller. So like silence of the lambs, I would totally put that in the horror movie category, but <clears throat> it's usually considered a psychological thriller, not full out horror because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of the gore factor or, you know, it, but yeah, there's, they're mm-hmm. it's broken no. down into a lot of different stuff. Now I will say the second Silence of the Lambs Hannibal. 
That yeah. was more of a horror movie than it was psychological. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when he was feeding Ray Liotta his own brain. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Did he get any fava beans to go with that? <laughs> right. That's what I think I was telling y'all about a scary movie. One of the new ones that's out with Sabrina the Teenage Witch called Totally Killer. It's a good old, it, it's a good old like 80s throwback slasher horror but it's got that comedy thrown in there with it too. it's magnificent it's the it's one of the best ones i've seen in the past few years it's just great well uh, we then, don't usually i would call a cult classic from the 80s maybe the toxic adventure i would say Ooh, that's a yeah. Classic. yeah yeah that definitely that, that has a cult following um, nukem nukem high nukem yeah. high for sure for sure now we don't usually spend too much time on the stars i'm just gonna throw a few names out there because really and truly to me there's not a lot of people on here that i recognize from a ton of other movies mm-hmm. mark price was in it we know he was in family ties and the only other movie i've seen him in personally that i watched him in was called the rescue tony fields plays sammy kerr mm-hmm. the bad guy i don't remember him from anything uh, the girl, the little love interest for Eddie that he kind of had to crush on, I guess, was playing Leslie Graham, played by Lisa Orgolini. And she reminds me of somebody like like Mia Sarah in a way. Kind of reminds me of her, but a little bit. She doesn't look exactly like her, but huh. I just. But Marty said this Doug Savant. They're, I, they're, I know him. I know him. Yeah. For sure. There, There is something maybe that the guy. Tony, the Tony Fields, he could have been in another 80s horror movie, and it was called Slumber Party Massacre. I remember well, watching that. Do you remember that, That's, Travis? I, I've I seen remember that, that, but I don't remember anything about it. I've uh, seen it. No, he could have been in that. There's quite a few of those. So, There's like three or four of those movies. Yeah, but I think yeah. he was the original killer in the first one. So, okay. yeah. Well, there you go. Nice. Uh, and, of course, uh, Gene Simmons playing his friend Nuke the radio DJ. Mm-hmm. And then nobody else really stands out. They're just little bits, parts. Well, and there's no sense. Ozzy. <laughs> well, yeah, Ozzy. But I mean, it's a little bit, parts and everything. So it's not really much, uh, much sense in bringing all of them up or anything. Cause they didn't really do anything significant. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but, um, so Doug Savant, the guy that Marty recognized too, he was in, he was Brad and Teen Wolf. And then he was also in one of the shoot, the cop movies. What's it called? Maniac cop. Oh uh, yeah. With Robert Dobby? I guess. But mm. where where I remembered him from, where I noticed him from, I was like, oh, I know that guy. Where's that from? So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, but I remember him as being the sergeant in the Godzilla movie the, where they where they brought Godzilla back, the one that had Matthew Broderick in it. Oh, yeah. He was in that one. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's, where I, that's where I recognized him. I was like, oh, uh, okay. Me, me personally, growing up with all the nightly sitcoms uh, right. in the 90s, Mm-hmm. I remember him playing the gay guy on Melrose Place. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, because he was awesome. It was Melrose Place. It had what was it, Jake? And yeah, he was the gay guy that lived across from Jake. Mm-hmm. And you had was it Heather Locklear? Yeah, and the other started with a T tomorrow. Oh, you're gonna get me crazy Cor- on Melrose Courtney Place. Thorn- That's some old school. <laughs> Courtney Thornsmith. Thorn- yeah, Courtney Thornsmith. Yeah, I, I never, I never got into Melrose Place. One O was the only thing I ever come close to watching, yeah. and I didn't watch a lot of that either. Oh, then so, nightly, then nightly soap operas during the nineties. That they were, they were. The, that was the business, man. Yeah, yeah everybody that was when the I business. was in like middle school, or well, yeah, probably, yeah, probably about middle school, maybe I guess. Everybody was on nine o two one o. You know, all the girls, the teen beat, and all, all my cousins and everything. And then mm-hmm. I got into Melrose Place because I was, I had the hots for Courtney Thornsmith, boy. And then what's her name? Claire. Uh, she was the hot chicken scary movie too, I think. Where she, <laughs> where, where she tried to hook up with a guy in a wheelchair. He's like, I can do it myself, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he got all over offended, boy. Like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, so i i don't know why I, mean, I guess this would have been cool to do if they did it but uh, the wasp frontman blackie lawless confirmed he was offered the part of sammy kerr to, really. uh, so he could have been you know taking his shot to movies i guess but he said he declined 
due to the fact that the script was not to his liking. Uh, I like to refer oh, to a little saying called beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> well, right. No um, you're getting in a movie for the first time, you know, jump on that. And he would have been an, an actual legit, you know, heavy metal guy. Uh-huh. So that would have been kind of uh-huh. cool at the same time. One of the things that I liked about this movie a lot though, uh, was the soundtrack and the music. Cause you know, during that time frame, that was my kind of music there. You know, the, the the hair bands, the arena bands, whatever you want to call them, that was that was my style of music. I liked a lot, right? And I thought the soundtrack was pretty killer on it. It was. I thought that. I mean, it was just. I honest to gosh, like out of the stuff that we've watched so far that I've never seen before, this is among some of the top offerings, man. Because I really truly enjoyed. Like I had fun watching this movie. It was a really good watch. <laughs> it, it was funny. What'd you say? He played Skippy on Silver Spoons, whatever. <laughs> family ties. Family ties. Yeah. It was Skippy, though, yes. Oh, would I have it family right? Ties. It was yes. Skippy? Okay. He was friends with Michael J. Fox's character, Alex P. Keaton. Yes. Oh. No. Yeah, was he friend or just a neighbor? Mm, friend or a neighbor? He was a friend. I, think I remember friend. Alex, and I remember Alex's sister, and that's kind of all I remember from that show. I, yeah. I was pretty young when I was watching that. But, yeah. uh, but you know, his I thought his acting was good in it, and the little girl that was trying to break away from the cool kids, the mean, the mean girls or whatever, and started being nice to him and all. And yeah, I just I, I love the whole movie. It was a fun, fun watch. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying the show today. But bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in from a good friend of the show of ours, Tim, at Eighties Flicks Flashbacks. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s flick flashback podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go. You know, mm-hmm. we brought up the stars of the movie a while ago. It was kind of funny. I was telling Marty earlier. I don't, some of these people I didn't recognize from other stuff. I said, but the guy that played his friend, Roger, for some reason, he reminds me of somebody. He looks familiar. And I'm, I'm looking right now, and it says Eddie's best friend, Roger, is played by Glenn Morgan. And this is his only acting stint. So apparently, if he wow. reminds me of somebody, he oh, wow. wasn't in, he wasn't in anything else. Hmm. He says he went on, he went on to be a prolific writer, producer, and director. But that's wild. Never huh. again. That's so, well, you know what? Too, I feel like they blew their. I feel like one of the things that they did too, maybe they filmed that middle part before they filmed the fights at the end and all. I, they, the one creature feat. There was only like one. I, I know that Eddie was the creature feat. Well, was it Eddie? Was it Eddie? That wasn't his name. Sammy. Sammy was the creature feature, but the girl in the car. Mm-hmm. Where it actually showed the demon for a second. Wow, that was cool. That was so cool. And I'm like, well, okay, where are we going with this? So I kind of expected some more ghoulish type stuff and some more special effects of that nature. And it was like right. was the only thing in it. But how would you do speaking of what you think of the special effects for the movie for that time frame? I thought they were pretty good for 1986, especially mm-hmm. that little yeah. clip that you got of the demon there in the car. Yeah, and then how he appears and re, you know disappears, reappears. Mm-hmm. How his face He's, come across the speaker like Freddie in the in the waterbed or the mm-hmm, wall. That, yeah, yeah, that was cool. I can't remember when do you Travis will probably remember, but Wes Craven did a movie called Shocker. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. I can't remember was that just was that like in eighty eight or eighty nine when that movie was done. It was. I do believe it was the late eighties. We can yeah. we can verify it. And and the similar similarity to the like how the electricity was mm-hmm. used in in Shocker nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it was very similar. And right. it looked like, and it was almost like the same special effects crew or shocker did the same special effects for trick or treat. Now we have a tie in with Shocker and Trick or Treat also. Trick or Treat uh-huh. had Gene Simmons guest star at a cameo uh-huh. as a DJ. Yep. And uh-huh. Paul Stanley does the song Shocker for Shocker. Huh. Ah. So I remember too mean, Willow Willow came out in nineteen eighty eight. And do you remember Bab Morta and Willow with their want that that electrical their their magic stuff kind of look it was similar you know for for whatever reason in my mind willow was earlier 80s really was it really 88 yeah Yeah, i think it was 88 and i was just maybe because i kind of associate it with that princess bride movie that i never watched Uh, (laughs) Uh, that was that earlier in 80s wasn't it princess bride Mm. yeah Yeah. you might be surprised i think princess bride might have been the 90s no, it was not um, no. Was it? I want to say maybe uh, 85, 84. Was it okay. that long ago? Uh, yeah. This is the one you had. 1987. Wow. Was okay. it 87? 87. Yeah. I yeah, was thinking it was Andre sooner too was because it. remember, Mario, remember this. Remember when the year that the original Saw movie came out? Saw was, <laughs> a, Saw was a sleeper, dude. We're watching all these movies going because it was a great year for scary movies that year too. And I don't remember what came out beside it because Saw eclipsed everything and so we went to watch it and it's just like dude this is crazy and i uh, actually watched the guy did did you watch it okay so the guy that was in there he was robin in tots or Uh, or, i'm sorry he was in the princess bride yeah yeah i was like what (laughs) that that was pretty cool and what tripped me out too is seeing him and other stuff growing up and then seeing him do that horrendous overacting right there at the end of the, of Saul. I was like, come on, man. Are you Mel Brooks and us right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I gotta get, I gotta get Travis on. What do you think about them doing another Saul? The, the Saul X. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm my daughter. That's my daughter's favorite franchise too. So I, I started to get it and watch it this weekend, but. I don't know if it's done right, man. I don't know. Is it, is it man, supposed to be a prequel? I don't even know anything about it. Like, what's it? What's I don't know anything about it neither. I haven't even watched the trailer. The only reason, the only reason why I know anything about it, is because one person at work has went and seen it, and they kind of told me a little bit about it. But mm-hmm. my thing is, didn't he die in the fourth or fifth movie? Yeah, like, I mean. Like the doctor that was operating on his head, mm-hmm. like she's you know she's trying to like do something with the tumor that's in eating his brain away, right? And and then she's wearing this damn collar that's got all these shotgun shells, and when and when his brain when his heart stops and he's dead, the collar goes off and takes her head clean off. Yeah, I mean. And then how do, going, how do you come back from? <laughs> yeah, was he? Had, it seems like it seems like his brother took over. He had a twin brother. Did he have a twin? I think so. In like the later movies, wasn't it? I, I couldn't. Oh, tell one of them. One of them was a doggone. Well, they did some clever stuff with it too, because they went back as a, they went back for one with a, as a prequel, and then mm. they showed uh, there was another one where he had people he was teaching there. It was like the the church of jigsaw or something <laughs> it's like i don't know but yeah they got that's a it's a lot to keep up with too because i mean if this is the 10th movie like yeah Lord. i mean i, I mean, don't jason even... did it i'm wearing a freddy shirt right now they they come real close uh-huh. i don't even think i've watched anything past the fifth song movie i think yeah. that was the last i i wasn't big on the first one was good all right because if they had left it alone to just one movie yeah uh-huh. I, I think, ultimately, looking back on it, that would have been one of the greatest horror movies ever, probably. I, because I because of the twist at the end. Of yeah, it. the yeah. twist. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, we never seen the rest of it like was, that before. Right, and the rest of it was just gore. I mean, how much gore can you watch? Uh-huh. Right. You know, that much painful ways of killing somebody or hurting somebody can you actually uh-huh. keep watching? I will say probably one of the like most painful deaths and out of all the saw movies that I, that at least that i've seen 
would have to be the part where the I think the banker is laying in that that barrel or that metal uh, oh, yeah. container, yeah. and the pig and the dead pigs are being dropped in, and they're mm. being grinded up, and he's drowning in this like right. nasty pig stuff. Okay. I mean, it, it's yeah. like they put the pig to a meat grinder, and it just like definitely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully hey thankfully do you know where i didn't see any ground up pigs at where in trick-or-treat uh, that is true <laughs> ah, there you go uh, hey, to hit you know what you i did earlier, see though uh, you know what i did what? see though that upset me a little bit well i, I think you're going I, the same direction i was going just now they had the wheel showbiz pizza out on the daggum stretcher <laughs> yeah showbiz bear got wheeled out of the daggum high school I was going to tell you, it's during the Halloween party scenes, extras can be seen wearing Billy Bob Broccoli <laughs> and Chuck E. Cheese mascot costumes from Showbiz Pizza Place and Chuck E. Yep. Cheese. Yep. So they had represented both in that movie. Yeah, and that was before Chuck E. Cheese took over. I don't know why. Uh, why did they get rid of Showbiz? What happened? There? They just went out of business, I believe. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I'm pretty sure because I don't know, I don't know of any of them open anywhere anymore at all. Mm-hmm. A water burger is making a comeback. Uh, <laughs> Travis, uh, Travis, that's how I am with too. I'm like, <laughs> man, look, uh, they made a big fuss of it when I, I moved about some water burger. And I was, when I moved I to like Florida, a... that's all I heard about was we got water burgers down here. We got water burgers down here, and I'm like, what's a water burger? It's it's a great hamburger place. And I went and finally got it one night, and I'm like, Wendy's is better, Burger King Wendy's is, is better. better, right? Backyard backyard burgers is better. Yeah. Yeah, Hardy's is better, <laughs> dude. When Hardy's revamped their whole thing and did the six dollar burger, oh my god, they need to bring the six dollar burger back. It saved the company. They got rid of it, and it's going downhill ever since. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean they won't bring it back. No, they could. You know, I mentioned to you earlier one of the things I liked about this was the what was the soundtrack. This a lot of movies that have musicians or based on bands or something always have a really good outside band doing the music for them like in the uh, the movie eddie and the cruisers for example you got uh, what john cafferty is doing the music i believe john cafferty and the beaver brown band right and it was a lot of great music and this one here you've got actual people um comprised of three different bands basically that come together to make fast way to uh do the songs for this thing and you've got former Motorhead guitarist, Fast Eddie Clark, and Pete Way of UFO, as well as current flogging, well, this is current at the time this was done, flogging Molly vocalist David, or Dave King, he goes by. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, put together a band called Fast Way, and it was great. Just like whenever you got the movie with old Marky Mark, Mr. Funky Bunch. (laughs) What was that movie called he did where he was replacing somebody as a lead singer? Rockstar? I think uh, it was about right. I think it was yeah, called Rockstar. Rockstar yeah. uh, the band was called Steel Dragon in the sh- in, in the movie, but the actual band that did it was Steelheart. That did they did all the music for it, uh, and that was you said that was, they did. Go back to the Flogging Molly lead singer. What happened with Flog? Was that in this movie? Because I'm like I'm thinking he's the lead singer <laughs> who's singing who's singing the actual stuff. Really? Yes. Mm. So this is before he before they formed Flogging Molly. I, I guess I don't know. Mm. It says as current flogging Molly vocalist Dave. King. Okay, current. He, okay, yeah. He he was the lead singer of. It says all songs in the movie are written by the band Fastway, which consisted yeah, of band. former yeah. Motorhead, Motorhead, <laughs> former Motorhead guitarist Fast Eddie Clark, Pete Way of UFO, as well as current flogging Molly vocalist Dave King. Okay, that makes so, it make more sense. So yeah. I was thinking that the band, I, I was somehow had it in my head that the band that you named was like the movie band or something. But no, that was the real band, Fastway. Yeah, <clears throat> the the real well, the real band on the on the soundtrack is called yeah. Fastway, and it's comprised of those three people basically. Yeah, <laughs> ones that did it. So for those who are big soundtrack fans, you know, we had ourselves an episode not too long ago. I'd say in this season two, as we call it. Mm-hmm. I've had season two dragging on forever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a good we season got, here. I think we got like 50 or 60 some odd episodes that say season two on it. Right. I don't know when to stop. I don't know when to stop. 
but we did a one with the best you know favorite soundtracks and everything. I'm not saying this is one of my favorite soundtracks, yes. but it got some good songs on that. I would I would claim loving the songs at least. Right. For sure. So we're getting fairly close to our end time here. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody who's listened to this today will take a you know some time to go and watch this movie if they can find it. It is tough to find. You may didn't know you can buy it on Amazon if you want the DVD, but you can't find the digital download anywhere. I've tried Mm -hmm. everywhere. Right. So, but how much was it on Amazon? I mean, people were selling the DVD anywhere from 15 bucks all the way up to 60 bucks. Wow. And the one for 60 bucks may have had like a soundtrack with it or something. I can't remember exactly. That's a lot. I, I, I I didn't, I wouldn't want it that much, that bad for sure. Hey, tell us about. Something you got going on on the side other than this one here. You are doing with our friend of the show, Ray Franklin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a little absolutely. thing going on. Well, thank you for the plug there. Yeah, man, we're doing the the street gentry. It's called the Urban Chop Shop. You can go by whatever you want to call us. It's started up, crunk up a thing based on an idea that I had where we were going to do. You can bleep this out. You probably have to bleep out the first one anyway. But idea I had called Dumb Dude Shit. And it's just <laughs> to just sit around, just talk about whatever, just just dumb dude stuff. We, you know, we talk about anything from, you know, fashion to what's going on in the world today to, you know, hiking, camping, hunting, dodging bullets. It's like whatever. <laughs> it, it's, it depends on where you live. I reckon it's all the same. But yeah, it's been going really good. We've been having a good time with it, and I invite everybody to listen or, or guest spot or anything too, because, like I said, the conversation just kind of goes everywhere. It's it has of late been going toward, you know, reminiscing about how things were when we were a kid versus how things are now. Like I think the last, the last thing we did was like, how, you know, how a man's role has changed. Well, the very last one that we did, our second episode, I should say, is about like how a, a man's role has changed from, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, or 80s and 90s up to now, you know. But, uh, but yeah, we've been having a real good time with it, man. I invite everyone to go check us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want, I believe you said before, if you want to be a part of it, it doesn't require any special knowledge of any kind. I mean, it's yeah. just everyday guy conversation. That's it. Like being, and that was that was with my thing with the dumb dude stuff, and then Ray, the way he he set it out was like, you know, we have a conversation like old school to barbershop. You you go to the barbershop, you never know what you liable to hear. So yeah. You know, that's, right. that's kind of the vibe that we got going too. So the conversation just flows wherever it goes. And him and I are kind of off the cuff type dudes anyway. We try to come up with some kind of topic, but you never know where it's going to end up. Yeah. What well, starts here gets there. It's like us doing this show. Yeah. We start on trick or treat. We end up on saw. We go back to trick or treat. We talk yeah. about a little music. There we go. We talk a little trick or treat. We, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. well, we're at the end of the show. I mean, that, that's, I, I think, that's every show with us. So everybody, people, I, I, I think the people that listen to us expect this at this point. Right. right. They, I, I think some people tune in just to see what wild tangent uh-huh. we're going to go off on. <laughs> <next>. <laughs> they it's like, it. it's like our, our current episode as we're recording this is out is uh, Superman 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, they probably saw the title Superman 2 or whatever I called it. I forget the exact working title, but it's, it's about Superman 2. They probably thought, mm-hmm. well, they're going to be talking about Superman 2. It's awesome. It'll somehow end up with mm-hmm. Batman wearing glasses as a disguise and uh, <laughs> right? falling or, back on Saturday morning cartoons. Or better, or better yet, talking about Smallville. Y'all did. Yeah, we Y'all did. did. Oh, yeah, we did talk about yeah. Smallville quite a bit. But, yeah. but yeah, at least Smallville is Superman related. Though. Yeah. True. Well, kind of. I mean, he doesn't even don a suit until the end. Well, it's like I told Travis when we brought it up. This is more like Superboy. (laughs) This is teenage years. It is. It is. Uh, Speaking of horror. All I'm saying, though, all I'm saying, though, is Smallville was, in my opinion, it was my favorite iteration of Superman on the small screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It was definitely. I I love the series myself. And that may may be one of the next ones I go back and you'll binge watch again. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, you know what? We're talking, about this, how, we're talking about trick or treat, though, making six mil or mm-hmm. whatever, just over six million in the box office or whatever. Yeah. So I was just, as we were talking, I was just sitting here looking around at some stuff. So I think it got overshadowed because in 1988, we had The Serpent and the Rainbow released, which mm. is crazy. Yeah, that's a Wes Craven. <laughs> it, the original Child's Play released mm. that year. Pumpkinhead released that year. 
Oh, man. I believe Beetlejuice came out that year. And what year was this? 1988. This is yeah. two years after it released, though. See, put me on the list. I'm messing somebody's name up. Why, why did I go back? You just made the list. <laughs> what got me on 88? Was it the I last know. movie we brought up? We were talking about? It, it might have been. I mean, this is the Willow. movie, though. Willow. Willow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Willow was 88. <laughs> you so see what I, I got to put up with, Marty? You I'm see what I got to put up with every week? So right. Hey, look, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> if he's talking about Michael Dukakis or Mary Catherine somebody... Right. Or if he he ain't messing up a name, he messing up a title or a year. I'll get, a date. Or... I'll get whatever. So critters, but now I'm going to redeem myself though because I can tell you it still got overshadowed. Huh? Because the fly came out with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. Friday the thirteenth part. What is that? Six. Lord have mercy. If no it's way. an eighty-six, yes, it'd be probably six. Uh, Jason because the first one came yeah, out in Jason eighty, lives, yeah. and then one each year came out after that. All the way up yeah. to 88, 89. Yeah. Hmm. So, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. I don't know how they get that together in a thing, but, uh, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, House, yeah. House came out. Shop of Horrors. <laughs> in uh, now, look, you're telling these people all these movies now, they're not going to want to go back and watch Trick or Treat. You <laughs> brought all the other movies up now. No, they're going to go back and watch it. Oh, Trick yeah. Because I felt like Trick or Treat was as good as any of them. It really was a good movie, though. Yeah, it really it was. was. I really um, truly enjoyed it. Just out of curiosity, since we're on the topic of horror, somebody in my vicinity here knows <laughs> quite a bit about horror and might have written a book about horror. Huh. Is that still available? It is, actually. If you look on Amazon.com, you can find my first two books, which is The Town of Forever Chronicles of Jacob Dark is the first book. And Hunters and Prey, The Chronicles of Jacob Dark, is my second book. I Can have you repeat that one more time. <laughs> the Town of Forever, Chronicles of Jacob Dark, is my first mm. book. Like and it. and uh, you'll be looking for the version that says revised version. Mm-hmm. And on my second book, it is called Hunters and Prey. The Chronicles of Jacob Dark. Now, I have um, not I have not seen the cover of the second book, but the first book looks like I gave Travis a crayon and told him to draw me a picture. <laughs> That's the reason why it got revised. So thank you very Actually, much. Actually, oh, really? Really? I have not seen the revised cover. Either. Oh, you have not. No, I have well, to look that up. Well, I I, actually, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to drag out some of my artwork because actually you would be surprised. <laughs> I I was always like giving him a hard time about the the, the cover though way back when it came out. But who did the cover to? It was a. Uh, it was actually one of Ian's friends. Yeah, it, um, it was somebody young did the cover too. Yeah. So I mean that's why. I do oh, that that's cool. Thing. But I, I thought that was pretty cool too that somebody young got a chance to put it, you know their little artwork uh-huh. on it and everything. So Heck that was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and I guess just get the rest of the stuff out there. Uh, but before we cut out of here, yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie? You gotta say your oh, favorite. Oh, you know scene. we didn't even touch our favorite scenes, did we? Well, you gotta Not say your favorite scene is the is when he hits the stage at the end of it and starts performing the song, and he's getting into it, and then you see the electricity building up in the fretboard, and he just like, and he shoots somebody <laughs> with a lightning bolt from the end of the guitar. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like the new Harry Potter one. He come by that really shoots fireballs. Right, 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 right. <laughs> But that was mine. Marty, what was yours? Mine is where Sammy and Roger are in the in his in his house and Sammy appears. And so the old woman is on the TV and he reaches into the TV, pulls her clean out, and she turns the dust. Like a little like a little voodoo doll or something. Yeah, like a little voodoo doll. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Mine is situational and it's uh it's funny. It wouldn't be funny if it were in a different movie, I don't think it it wouldn't be close to my favorite scene. But when the record comes on, his mom goes in his room to put up his clothes and she freaks slap out and she can't turn the radio. So she just starts like slapping the radio, freaking yeah. out. It's like just all you gotta do is push a button. Just push yeah. the button. Just, just or pull down. the plug. Yeah. She just starts slapping it and banging on it and everything else. I think, honest to God, that was my favorite. Because it was, it was 
you have to bring in the fact too that the way he walked in and she's like, I was just doing your lunch. So they acted like she didn't just tear his stereo up. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it hadn't been possessed by Sammy already, it would have been that would have been a trash radio. man well if you guys are listening to this show for the first time make sure you do go ahead and follow us and uh, you know we're on spotify itunes apple music apple music google i should say and amazon apple music would be itunes wouldn't it iHeartRadio. he's everywhere everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere I'm gonna have that song in my head all night long now. Uh, I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go find it now. Uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, you're gonna find this one out there. Just type in Retro Life for you. You can go to the website Retro Life www.retrolife the number four the letter u dot com and you can listen to us on there as well as sign up for a newsletter there with us as well, which I have nothing coming out on because nobody has signed up for the newsletter. Thanks everybody. Oh. Hey, well, hey, make me feel better. And go sign up for it and give me some extra work to do because I get bored over here sometimes. There you yeah. go. But the following on Facebook, last time I heard, you said that it was like up to 1600 or better. No, the following on Facebook for some reason has skyrocketed and blown up. I don't understand what I did. I wish I did. I'd keep doing it. Oh, oh, it's him. Marty said it's all due to him. I recommended it to everybody. I did. Uh, <laughs> The the page is over nineteen hundred now. It was only sitting Ooh. around five or six hundred, and it just blew up to nineteen hundred within a month. Nice, which is great. I do appreciate everybody who listens to it and follows us on there and participates. I notice a lot of people are sharing things and commenting and liking things. Yeah, I definitely encourage you to do more of that, and let's just make some fun out of it. You know, make some fun with it. Yeah. What's there for? So, hopefully, the people who are on there are listening to the podcast episodes when they can as well. And if not, then We'll uh, what to get on to them. We find out who they are. Uh-huh. We'll make one of uh, Jay and Silent Bob list. We'll get on a plane and fly to every city. <laughs> there we go. You know, how so, so, that's how we roll. Travis, you got something you want to uh, leave us with this week, or am I putting you on the spot this time? No, no, not really. I didn't tell y'all that we're having a big old dance party in a in the Halloween party in the gym at the schoolhouse too. This movie kind of inspired it. But guess who I got to DJ? Uh, who? The Boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs>